Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I was reading Jerry Thornley, rugby correspondence piece in the Irish Times. Jerry, you think this current team are the best ever, but it's the fans in the stands that are the problem. Well, maybe it's because I've been influenced by going to the World Cup matches when there was invasions of 30, 40, 50,000 Irish fans before pool games in the quarterfinal. And it was estimated that around 50,000 people travelled to Paris for the, the three games in the Stade de France. And the atmosphere was absolutely electric. The crowd were well in situ beforehand. They all wore the colours. They were singing chanting songs. They were shouting themselves horse all through the game. And post-match, they were staying on to sing Zombie. Now, compare and contrast the two games so far in the Aviva Stadium. The, little, the build-up is poor. It's not as well conducted. There's no singing at all. There's no great sense of occasion to build up to it. The crowd expects to rouse themselves once the game starts. Um, it hasn't helped that the, the two games that Ireland have been very little jeopardy and Ireland were pretty obvious that Ireland were going to win and the atmosphere did improve in the second half when Wales actually scored a try. It's probably the best thing that happened in the atmosphere, ironically. Um, but um, And then by the end of the game, like in the first game against this, Dempsey Gibson Park had a try overruled for the last play and there was hardly a murmur in the crowd because most of them were already making the exit. So when... Uh, even after Wales game, when Zombie plays, most people have headed for the pub. And it seems to me that they're okay. The, the, the rugby might be a factor. It's not been of interest to Six Nations. The, the game has, has problems as a spectacle, no doubt, like the, the length of time to reset scrums, kicking deals, and so forth. So that wouldn't bore you with science about it. It's not a great product at the moment, but this is a great art team playing great rugby. And maybe we've just become a little bit too used to winning and a bit too entitled, but the sense of occasion. Tells, tells me that the tickets aren't falling to the right hand. It's maybe too corporate, um, and a lot more could be done to make the atmosphere okay, better. So, so there, there's there's too, ma- better. too many bandwagon supporters, Jerry. Is is that what's I happening? I don't know their bandwagon. All I know is that the atmosphere is nothing like as it should be, um, and it's nothing like as good. I know that there was a World Cup, and I know people make a bigger effort when they go abroad. They're spending more money. They're more determined to enjoy themselves. But um, I've been to the start of Velodrome. You know, Murrayfield got to do a brilliant pre-match. Halfway through the anthem, in the French national anthem and French home games, or the Scottish anthem for their home games, they turn off the bands and the, the crowd sings a cappello. And it's electric. You know, it's really spine-tingling in both places. I don't think they dare do that in the stadium because the public goes through wouldn't sing a lot, but it would be a really good, they should try it. And, you know, when they announce the teams, have the crowd shout, shout the surnames as they do in Paris, and it would just get the crowd engaged before kickoff, rather than just blasting them out with music and then expect them to come to life of their own accord. So, what is it like? It's so for, to, to to rewind back for a moment, Jerry, at, at the Aviva at the weekend. The stadium was packed, wasn't it? It wasn't that it was there were many empty seats. Well, funny you should say that. I mean, yes, it was packed, of course, and it's a sellout, and all these home games are sellouts, and they generate three or four million euros to the RFU. Um, but although I was inundated with quite a few emails from readers who said they spotted at least 50,000 empty seats in the Lower East and have a lot of square ends of the ground for whatever reason. Lots of cup tickets in, in twos and just people not using them for whatever reason. But yes, of course, it's a sellout. So selling the tickets is not a problem. It's a question of, I would guess, there's an element of the corporate sector getting an awful lot of them because it's, um, it's the clubs are selling them off to the corporate sector to keep themselves alive because it's such, such a costly business running the club now. It's a minor miracle we have 15 clubs in the country. That could be a factor as well. I think also when I go to an FAA Cup final between St. Patrick's Athletic and Bohemians, Andrea, you're not allowed to bring drink back to your seat or mm. food back to your seat. And the same in the All-Ireland. They close the bars the first and second half. So you just go in at half time. And if you want to go out and have a drink, 
as a soccer match, you stay outside. So it means there's less traffic going up and down the aisles, in, in effect, you know, the people's views, so forth, and, you know, people are more engaged. Bottom line, the crowds of those games are way more engaged than they were at the eve of the last two matches. Hopefully, we'll be able to be better for the Scotland game if Ireland are going for, they certainly will be going for Six Nations title, okay. they guarantee themselves that, Did- but maybe... For the grandstand, there would be a better sense of occasion. Did, that came yeah, also. I think, Jerry, probably around this time last year, January last year, I think I remember talking to you after um, they looked at it. Wasn't there some discussion? There was a survey carried out about whether or not there would be a booze ban at the Aviva Stadium and the IRFU. Didn't they find that fans want to drink during the games? That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. the justification for it. This is the survey. But of course, I'm not saying that I'm not. I am not saying people should drink during games and there should be a ban on selling alcohol. I mean, God almighty, I could drink as much as anybody. And if I was going along to watch a match of Spectator, I'd have a drink myself. You know what I mean? But I just think that maybe not have people going up and down the aisles with the drinks during the game would help a little bit. There's lots more that could be done. Yeah, it's an interesting point, but I suppose ultimately, like the, the interest is there. They're pretty much, they're, they're a sellout We've probably got you too used to winning, arguably, as part of your point, Jerry, as well. But I think ultimately what you're saying is that too many of the tickets are falling into the hands of the corporates and whether that's actually just the clubs selling them on to corporates um, to, to, you know, to, to generate revenue out of it. But you, you nearly have kind of, look, you have the likes of myself, let's be honest, stuck in the middle of the stadium, you know what I mean? Who's, not, who's probably just there for the day out element of it. Mm-hmm. There seems to be an, a large portion of the crowd seem to be on just having a day out, all right, for sure. Um, and they're not as engaged as they could be. That is a factor, for sure. It has to be a factor. I mean, one of the uh, I, the thing about this as well, Andreas, I always get inundated with messages, text messages, emails, like like no other issue in the last 10 years, last 20 years, when I raised this subject, and I've been banging on it a bit. And it, 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 an extraordinary number of real fans seem to really agree whether they get tickets to games or not. One of the saddest emails I got from, from people last year when I started um, writing about this on a, bit, on a couple of occasions was a reader who came to the, has been going to the Viva for 30, 40 years. And where before we were able to recognize 20, 30, 40, 50 people in the general vicinity, now barely recognizes two or three. And I definitely think there seems to be less fans coming up from Connacht, Munster, and Ulster. I just have that sense. Okay. Um, I know this is not exact science, my e- my email intray, but there is a real problem. And um, it's a shame because this team does deserve better. Yeah, interesting text in from a listener as well. I went to the Ireland-Wales uh, match in the Aviva at the weekend, posted online about how bad the atmosphere was. I wouldn't go back for a match again. I was at two World Cup games and it was 100% incredible. Maybe I'm comparing the two World Cup, but when you go the, when you go um, and park or even at the Aviva for Leinster Munster, the atmosphere is a million times better. I don't think the right fans, so to speak, are attending the Irish rugby games. Uh, Mike and Donegal says many rugby supporters are only there because it's the place to be seen and they're, they're wealthy enough. A lot of snobbery, unlike the Irish football team, according to Mike and Dunny Gall. Jerry, listen, thanks a million for, for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. 1800 um, 453 106 is the number if you want to have your say. Patrick is on the line. Patrick, what's the atmosphere like in your view, view at the Aviva? Um, hi, Andrew. Good morning um, or good afternoon. Uh, I, I, I agree completely with Jerry. Um, and. Um, I think what it is, and a uh, uh, text that came in there was that the tickets are falling into the wrong hands. 
uh, I could either try to go to as many matches as I can, home games. Um, and because I'm not involved in a rugby club anymore, I have to rely on um, friends, family and fools to give me tickets. Um, and um, I would always get a ticket in the past. And now they're not they're going to other people. Um, and it's become just, I think, very trendy to attend a rugby match, not to be seen there, but to be seen on your Instagram that you were there. Um, and I even see I, I have some daughters who um, never attended when their brothers were playing rugby, but they now want to go to the event. <laughs> They're there now, Patrick, are they for the day out? They, they want to get there and um, I'm not getting the ticket and they're getting it before me through whatever network that they're getting it really? from. Really? Um, yes. And, and I have a really interesting one um, and I won't mention any names, but um, somebody I know very well involved in a very big business in Dublin was bringing um, a VIP client and from another very large organization and was very excited that the client had um, accepted the invitation um, and he suited and booted himself um, accordingly to attend the rugby game only to be greeted um, when finally they turned up to their seats 15 minutes late by um, teenagers who were not even related but connected to this VIP client. Tickets so, have been passed on. Passed on, a co- yeah, absolutely. And I think what's happening is those tickets that the real supporters, mm. which I say I am, and have been attending for over 35 years, um, those tickets that I kind of relied on last minute, the day before, whatever, are now not going down that channel. They're going through the channel of um, oh, somebody important has looked for a ticket, but it's not actually for them. It's for their children who have pestered them to get a ticket. And as a result, the last few games that I have attended, um, I think I said it before, um, in front of me, um, people spending 80% of their time on their phones. And then when there's a try scored, they take that photograph of them celebrating. Is what, what when you say the wrong hands, you, you mean the sort of the, the not the the non-loyal supporters like yourself, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean it. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not, they're not, they're not being touted. They're not being sold for ridiculous amounts of money. What's happening is, um, and, and they're not the wrong on. hands. Those, those people are as entitled, you'll get callers yeah. they were entitled. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. Is there anything wrong with that? Like if you have a hugely no, successful team and people want to buy into it and promote the sport. But... Absolutely not. Do you know what? It's, it's like any sport. At least it's growing the popularity. Mm. It's what, but the point is, is the atmosphere in the stadium has changed. And, and so much so that I said to a, a very good friend of mine only yesterday, I said, let's try and get tickets for the English game and let's try now. OK. And his reply was, there'll be a better atmosphere in the pub. Really? That'll be the honestly, expectation around, right? So you're, you're, you've clearly stopped going, Patrick, really. You wouldn't be bothered looking. I, I, my, my, my desire to go has gone down so much. And actually, I, I went to Rome last year and I actually, um, to put the Irish game in Rome, and actually really enjoyed it and enjoyed a di- different atmosphere. Okay. Um, and now um, I would actually now quicker try and travel with the team because I'll get tickets and we'll have an atmosphere. So what's different? The expense deters the likes of, say, you know, the, your daughters and others, you know, from, from going. Is that, is that why yeah, it's well, different? Pick, well, you can pick up tickets. My, my, my son and his friends who went to their first game ever um, for the Italian game picked up tickets the morning of the match for €70, Euro, okay, on Ticketmaster. 
Um, so there were tickets available um, that morning of the game. But again, I, he, they came back and they said, oh, my God, we were expecting a much better, better atmosphere. Okay. Exactly, okay. What, ex- J- exactly what Jerry said. Yeah, Jamie's with us as well in Kildare, Patrick. Um, what's your view on this? If the, the right or the wrong atmosphere in the Aviva? Hi, Andrew. How are you? Thanks Good. for having me on. Um, yeah, I didn't get to go to the Welsh game at the weekend. Uh, I gave my tickets to my young lad. I was away myself, but I just asked him after the match, you know, what, did he, what was the atmosphere like? And he said it was very poor. Um, you know, he was talking about the English game there. I was at the English Grand Slam decider last year, and a couple of minutes into the game, the gentleman in front of me got up and disappeared for 20 minutes and came back with a tray of pints. You know, um, but the problem is, Andrea, the cost of tickets, I think, is it's just gone too much. Um, I was talking to you last year about the same thing when I was a schoolboy. I used to go to all the games and you'd be down the end of the stand, the cornered stadium, shouting your head off. Um, maybe they need to look at a standing area again, to, uh, which will then help increase the the capacity and maybe they could reduce the price then for schoolboys, schoolgirls to go to the games. But, like, it's the cost of doing business, Andrea. We've, as Jerry said, we've the best ever team we've ever had. And it's not, it's, it's not cheap to put them there. You know, there's a not, it's now a professional game. They're all on big wages. And the IRFU, at the end of the line, have a bottom line to meet, you know. Mm. So, you know, it, it's, the, it's the problem with success. You know, back in the 90s, you'd be roaring your head off yeah. and somehow could get a try or somehow get a win. Um, we're rocking up now and you're, you know, we're going from their Grand Slam. We've only got four or five of them. Yes, it's nearly, uh, you know, it's an, you look at the under 20s, they're going for three in a row this year. The Irish are going for two in a row. Maybe Irish fans have got complacent. Um, or as you said, it's, they're just falling into the, not the wrong hands, but not the, the hands of the people that were at in France because there's no doubt we were all sitting at home in great yeah. envy. Well, actually, just to... just when you say that, I see a text in from Declan who says the utter snobbery of this conversation. Tickets are falling into the wrong hands. I don't recognise my set of the game. It's all strangers. Give me a break. I don't think, Declan, they mean. Um, I don't think Jerry or, or Patrick or, or even you uh, mean um, it's, you know, the, the wrong socioeconomic status. That's not the case. It's people talking about non-fans, people who aren't rugby fans, uh, exactly. sitting there taking photographs, it's... taking selfies. Um, Tras is on the line as well in Dungarvan. Have you had trouble getting tickets? I have. In fact, I think I was in Lansdowne, Lansdowne Road more often than I was ever in, in Aviva um, because in those days you just got the tickets. Now you don't. And I think that snobbery thing actually, in fact, it's probably snobbery that has the has it the way it is now in terms of who's getting the tickets. Not so much snobbery as who. Um, who who gets the tickets and who they pass them on to? That is definitely. I think it was Jerry mentioned that earlier. Mm. Um, is there is there what's your in your view? Like, do you think is there much of it? Does that kill the atmosphere, Sotras? Absolutely, the, the adults, it does. Yeah. I was yeah. at um, I was at the Crusaders versus Monster in um, Park Aquive, actually Super Value Park Aquive, which is another part of it. I think it's so much about money now in in all the stadiums. So I suppose that they have to pay the bills, but the atmosphere at that match, Crusaders versus Monster, was just electric, and that because it's mainly club members that are at it. And the real supporters read it. I also think the re- real supporters um, travel, go to France, Rome, wherever. Um, 
whereas the a lot of the 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 younger people it is like people like to be seen at rugby matches. There's a sort like. of a status, is there, about it? If you're seeing yeah, that, um, Vincent has texted. I see a text, sorry, Tress, from Vincent. He says, I have a 10-year ticket for the Aviva. No atmosphere at the Wales game. 50% or more of the crowd just solely there to socialise and drink. Another listener says, my husband was thrilled to be invited by one of his friends to a corporate box at the Aviva to watch an international rugby match recently. He was annoyed, though, that most of those in the corporate box spent the whole match at the bar. They didn't even bother watching the match. Many fans couldn't get a ticket and yet the big wigs have zero interest and they're the ones that get them for free. Joe was on the line. Joe, do you think there's any atmosphere? Hello? Do you think there's much atmosphere, Joe, in the Aviva? No. And basically, I'm a rugby fan. I'm a rugby supporter for 45 years. I don't bother going anymore. You've just the stopped. Issue with me, there was a couple of issues with me. One is all this marching up and down for drinks. And at one point, I was in a corner of the Aviva near the dead ball area, at the dead ball area. And basically, I couldn't see the match. Basically, I was owed a ticket for something that I couldn't see. Full stop. It was just a march up and down. You might as well have been sitting in a bar queue, Joe. I might as well have been sitting in a bar. So what I did was, I looked up above and there was an area for wheelchairs. And there was nobody in it. So I got out, wandered into it. And the steward came up to me and said, you can't go here. I said, it's empty. Well, you have to go back to your seat. I said, I'll go back to your seat if you get me to see the match. Because I cannot see it. Now, the other thing in the Aviva, which may not be the case anymore, is that you're confined to an area. So if you get a ticket for, I don't know, Area Z, right? And your, your friend manages to get a ticket for Area G. Unlike the, the GAA, you can't walk around to them. You can't. They spend their own time figuring what to stop you doing, as far as I can see, nice. except getting drink. Well, they, um, they did a survey so, last year and, and about 70% um, of fans said that they didn't want the bar closed during the match. Yeah, but closes, closes while the game has been played. If you go out to get a drink, you keep the drink yeah. and you drink it there. But they do that at Crow Park. Good-sized TVs. I mean, that's what they do in most sports. Mm. Alan, do I'm, you agree? Alan, Alan, do you agree with um, uh, with uh, with Joe there on that? Close the bar during the game. I do absolutely, and I think that it also goes back to your statement there, whereby did a survey last year saying that most want the bar to be open. Are they not the same most who haven't a full notion of what's going on or any interest in what's going on and are only there for their corporate drink session or to be seen Snapchatting, etc., etc.? Have you had difficulty trying to get tickets? I could have got tickets. Um, again, I think they're overpriced. They're being mm. aimed, as Jerry Tarney said originally, they're being aimed at the corporate sector. They're not being aimed at the ordinary Joe yeah. and Joanne on the street who have a grow for the game and they want to be at the game. Yeah, the, the price of the tickets actually funny is something all right, Alan, that's been, been mentioned time and time here again. But, you know, like, and a lot of people, I have to say, are making the point that um, if it's promoting the sport, does it matter who has the tickets? But I can see well, for true fans, it's probably infuriating. Like, like, if you look at the game, look at the previous games, for the last few years, if you look at the audience demographic, just visually, there's a lot of people you know in your heart, so there's no more interest in there. 
actually, uh, yeah, on. listener on that says Aviva full of young ones taking selfies. No interest in the game. I've been going there for 50 years, but I'm now lo- losing interest in going. Another texter, the silent match, no atmosphere because fans don't get tickets. The corporates do and all they want is drinking food and to be able to say they were there. Uh, the tickets are too expensive as well. And this listener says there's too many women husband hunting. <laughs> who spend the entire match talking on an Instagram instead of actually watching what's happening on the pitch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.